0: Welcome to Side is It's a podcast about Broadway plays and things that happen on stages. About Broadway plays? Oh yeah. Oh,
1: you did didn't we, know we, did we change it. it
0: because I know so much about Broadway and musicals. And I think cats. We have
1: canonically established elsewhere on this podcast that you hate all of those things. Maybe not cats.
0: You know, this is an intro, but I'm gonna do it. Who cares? Okay. I'm Rachel Morgan. That's Corey Kraft. I want to just remind everybody of one of the best SNL skits ever.
1: Okay, which one? Which was
0: one of the ones that they do that they plug in. That's not live. Yeah, yeah. But they did something about a hypnotist on Broadway.
1: I don't remember this. It
0: was like, come see the hypnotist, and you know how if you're in New York ever, if you live in New York or you're visiting, they have these, they have Broadway commercials yes, in New yes, York they where do. they're like, people come out and they're like, I loved it. And this one, everybody who the the skit is everybody who comes out of a theater from seeing the hypnotist goes. I loved it. It was better than cats. Okay, I
1: do remember. I'll see
0: it again and again, because they've been hypnotized, get it? Yeah. Anyway, it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. It was better than Cats. It would almost have to be better than Cats.
0: <laughs> it was better than Cats the movie, at the very least. One of Corey's favorites. Anyway, I promise I said I wasn't going to be mean to you for a little bit because I hit you pretty hard with, a, with something at our... We did a sneak peek. <laughs> Corey's, I hurt Corey's feelings. They were I so,
1: They were just devastated. I left and I was like, oh my gosh, I thought we were friends.
0: I'm so mean. Speaking of Cats, I will pounce out of nowhere. I will come out of nowhere and pounce That's and true. be mean. That's true. And it's just... I can't help it, y'all. It's in my nature. I'm half cat. I'm part cat. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about cats. Though so we could. <laughs> you know. You know what would be more successful than a podcast about film? Way more successful. A podcast about, about cats? cats. I could talk about cats. Absolutely.
1: Just Man. all the silly things that my cats do.
0: Cat people are crazy folks, and you're one of them. I am. Anyway, let's talk about movies. What's this shit?
1: What is it? Indeed. <laughs>
0: Oh man! Everybody should know to pull their headphones away from their ears. I think
1: they do by this point. You trained gonna, them.
0: I did. I did. I'm well. Yours were still on. I just think I've blown your <laughs> eardrums out. I so, can't. I can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be good for this film Uh-oh. because nobody needs to hear or see this bitch. Mm. Um, girl on crutches in a gym. Okay. I'm just gonna. I, I'm. I, I think you're. I think you're gonna know this one. I can't wait to see when you catch it. I'm just gonna. You know, again, describe it and you tell me when you got it. Okay. Girl on crutches in a gym, and a dude, and you would know who this dude is, uh-huh. comes up to her. He's got coach vibes, a lot of coach energy. Okay. And he walks up, and he asks her, you know, where's your sister? And where's there's some back sister? and forth. And then basically the young girl on crutches kind of goes, oh, she's with that dude again, or where's she's with the guy. Dude again? Okay. And then very quickly it cuts to the coach dude rushing into what I thought at the time was like a mall. It looks uh-huh. like an apartment store kind of a vibe. And he comes in and sure enough, the what I'm assuming then is the sister because of the cut, the sister is on, sitting down, making out with some nasty looking dude. That sucks. And the gentleman who you're going to know who this film, you'll know what this film is based on who this is probably, comes up to the guy who, who's in the makeout session, who's like, who's makeout boy and not, starts knocking on his head with his, like, break it up, break it up, break it up. And sure enough, he breaks it up and yanks the girl up out of the situation, um, at which point in time. There's also a kerfuffle. Like, they, they do fight. There's a the, the, the make-out boy gets his nose hurt and then proceeds to throw a shoe at Coach Man as he's dragging the girl out of the place, which is revealed as they come out of the place. It's actually not a mall. It's a strip mall.
1: Mm, okay. All of this sounds terribly familiar. Yeah. But I can't –
0: Okay, well, it's interesting you haven't gotten it. I'm going to tell you who Coach Boy is. Okay. Coach Dude is Sam Rockwell.
1: So this is a movie called The Winning Season? You got it. Yeah.
0: So that's what it took. It took the Sam Rockwell. That's interesting. Because had a pretty descriptive feeling, scene.
1: I had a feeling that's what it was, but I wasn't sure. This is an indie indie movie that didn't get much of a release. It also has Emma Roberts and Rooney Mara.
0: Is that Rooney? I think I, it's a young I, for, Rooney. For, and maybe it is. For some reason, I was like, "Is that Misha Barton?" Mm. Which I could see a young, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it kind of makes sense. But you're you're right because I did think it looked a little like her too. But yeah. they kind of look. They, they have a similar thing going on at, yeah. at a very yeah. young age.
1: Um, yeah, I've seen this movie. It's it's pretty good. I mean, it's is it? fun, Yeah, you know, it's it's. Um, It's a very low stakes, little kind of mumbly, wandery, indie comedy drama thing that was like near the tail end of that wave of those. You know, it's a Sundance movie.
0: Okay. Well, I've never seen it. I'm assuming this is about women's basketball?
1: Yes. And he is the the coach. I can't remember why he is the coach, if it's like a thing he finds himself compelled to be for some reason. Um, But it is kind of just like a, you know... Ragtag, you know, scruffy group of um, you know nobodies that he whips into shape into a team or whatever. I mean, it's that kind of movie, you know.
0: Well, I discovered this film on a you know now that I don't have the gold's gym and some meathead roided out dude to program for me when I'm in the gym. I'm having to seek some of this out in all kinds of various ways. And the particular way that I found this film is that I found it on a list of the 50 worst sports movies. Oh, so somebody feels like this should land on a worst of list, and, and you're disagreeing. It's
1: not memorable enough to land on a worst list. Wow, I, that's I think pretty it's, bad. I think it's all right. I mean, I, I've only seen this movie once, and it was in like 2009 or whenever this movie came out. And I, I watched it, and I was like, that was cute. And then I never thought about it again.
0: Well, I don't know if it's worse to be so bad that you land on a 50- worst list or if it's you're not even good enough to be on the you're not even memorable enough to be on a 50 worst list I don't know which to, is worse I'm gonna have
1: to look at this list to determine their methodology here
0: 50 sports films that's a lot that's a long list
1: there are a lot of sports movies though
0: there are but still 50 yeah anyway you got it you got it you've had you're having a winning season <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now a look at what we're watching this week
0: Corey this is a, a little segment we call what you, what we're watching uh-huh. not what you're watching but what we're watching and I just want you to know I'm back on F boy Island oh my god girl it's heating up. <laughs> um it's heating up y'all um garrett is they uh, let me just i kind of want to talk stupid a little bit and okay, just give no, you please, one please. one little highlight okay so i i i for some reason i feel like they put some they sprinkle something in the air if it comes through the speakers some comes through the sound bar with this thing because i feel a little addicted i have no business taking time out of my day to watch Fuckboy boy island none whatsoever and yet I was really happy when the new episodes dropped to the point where my girlfriend, who also, again, like this is a highly educated person. She works for, she's in finance. She works for a consulting firm. She is very, very bright. And we, she's just been brought right back down to this level of F Boy Island. She was <laughs> hyper excited when they didn't just drop one episode, but four Ooh. on last Thursday. So, anyway, um, here's the, here's the little, Antidote I'll give you about F Boy Island, okay. and I'll pass it to you for some for some content that you know people who are actually interested in film might be might want to listen to, <laughs> and that is that one of the gentlemen has been accused by one of the other gentlemen of having a girlfriend that he's left, shocker, uh, to be on F Boy Island, right. and and so the one woman he was pursuing very heavily has just little put his little his little dirty little feet to the fire about the girl left behind. And so she basically says to him, "We're going to get her on a Zoom." Uh oh. So Garrett is going to get her on a Zoom, and there's a you know they've got to drag that out. Is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? That's a good you know that that gets you through at least a, a commercial break sure. or whatever. So um, he does indeed zoom her, and this is this is one of those. If is Talk Soup still in the air?
1: I don't think so.
0: If it was, this is as a re, somebody who was doing research for Talk Soup would definitely have pulled this scene out. Uh huh. Because it is very odd. I'm not really sure what's happening with the woman on the Zoom, but it's as if she's um, not human, and she's being asked questions by this other woman. That's you know, how, what? How did Jaws' relationship end? Are you still in a relationship? It's all very strange, and sort of ends with a with the woman who might be a real doll going, good luck.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> uh, and that's yeah. That's that's kind of the update I have for you.
1: I feel like if you are on a television show called F-Boy Island, <laughs> where the conceit is some of these boys are F-Boys, <laughs> you shouldn't be terribly surprised when one of them may have a girlfriend back home. That's exactly. in their nature. It's in the nature of an F-Boy, is it not?
0: It is. <laughs> and they've already, they just all of a sudden, I don't know why, out of nowhere, they were just like, it's getting boring. We're just going to reveal to everybody who the, F, the fuck boys are and who the nice guys are. So anyway, wow. that happened. But they, the other thing I want to tell you is that they have um, one gentleman who I think is named Fernando. Uh-huh. And uh, he's got little braids and he's this odd looking little guy. Um, and when I say little, I mean he could crunch your leg in half. Oh, um, but they call him Nasty Nando. And that I appreciate too. There's a lot of little nasty good moments Nando. like that on Fuck Boy Island. Nasty Nando. He's one of my favorites just because who doesn't want to say Nasty Nando?
1: I mean, he Nasty. So.
0: He is nasty. Um okay, and then I'll tell you really quickly one other thing that is not much better than this. This is a sidestep away, but you know, they dropped the new HBO Max is is on my screen. Uh-huh. I hate to say it, but I, they dropped the new L Word uh, Generation Q season yeah. season 2. Yeah. Season this takes place this the first the return of the L Word Takes place what 15, 20 years? It's like think? it's
1: like a sequel series. It is, yeah. and, I, and
0: I mean, I think the original L Word has a good was a good fifteen years ago before while it yeah something Fif, like that fi-
1: yeah that something sounds like about that. right.
0: And so it it brings back those some of those original cast members mm-hmm. as well as trying to get you know some young blood in there. So there's some younger cast too. This show was never good. Mm-hmm. Oof! sorry, I mean, one of Turner is a friend and uh, some folks I know that I'm friends with have worked on this show. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's never been it's never been it's no offense to them because, you know, it is what it is. Right? Sure. It's a soap opera. Right. But it is done. It, it is it is very innovative and really provided some representation that w- that was sure there will there wasn't there was nothing like it before. Right. So I'm going to give them credit there. The season Q or Generation Q is worse than ever. Mm. It is just absolutely worse than ever. And actually, s- season two of Generation Q is worse than season one. Mm-mm. And neither one's good. But it will get you. Mm-hmm. in that way of that sort of bad soap opera drama will get you. Mm. And so you know it's enjoyable. But not good. But I will say the one one of the redeeming qualities is that Jennifer Beals mm-hmm. is amazing. She She's was an amazing. The, she actor. was
1: in the first series too. She was. Right? Yeah. She's
0: just really good at what she does. I love seeing her and stuff. I wish that she had had a bigger, broader career. Part of what happened with her was the all the bullshit around Flashdance. Right. Where for whatever reason, the producers of that film and the marketing team behind that film thought it would be a good idea to try to convince the American public that she was actually doing the dancing and she yeah. wasn't. Yeah. And it was obvious that she wasn't. Yeah. And so there was a lot of hoopla around that. And I think she really took a lot of heat for some stuff that wasn't, that was not her decision nor her fault. And anyway, I, I think it, it, it messed her career up a little bit, but She's great, and she's great in the show, and she has a very she she um, can play emotion really well in her face. And, mm-hmm. and then the other thing I'll say about it that's positive is that there are some little moments in the thing. Yeah, there is. They kind of bring they bring shocker, they bring Rosie O'Donnell in oh, as really? a character, which is strange, but yeah, because one of the things that they love to do is try to get as as much you know famous lesbian input as okay. possible. Yeah, you know, no, that they'll makes drag, sense. Drag folks in, and so they bring Rosie O'Donnell in as a new character. But there is a scene between Tina, one of the characters, um, and I don't know who plays this character, but the character Tina and Rosie O'Donnell now plays her, um, I think her fiance, mm-hmm. um, certainly a sort of long term partner, and they have a they have a conversation in a restaurant, which is really s- sweet and really lovely, in a way that is that felt a little unique. Okay, and so there are it, it's funny because there are these it's sort of really these kind of overall overarching bad soap opera stuff with these little moments of really great performance or really great writing here and there. Now, whether it's worth watching the whole show or not, I you know, probably not for the average person who's not a lesbian, but maybe, I don't know, I think you'd appreciate some stuff about it, but those, I, I will give credit to, you know, it having its moments. Sure. I'll say. So that's what I've been watching.
1: Uh, hot take. I think Rosie O'Donnell's a really good actress.
0: That is a hot take. I,
1: I think that she's... Are you just bit- saying
0: that because no. you want to piss Trump off?
1: No, 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 no. Um, she, she was kind of underserved by a lot of the movies that she was in, you know, in her heyday, but, yeah. um, but when she's called to deliver, I think she can. And I, 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 you know, I, I find her honestly often a very welcome screen presence.
0: It's interesting. You might want to take a look at the... At this first episode and just even if you scrolled through, it's actually this. Yeah, I think it's the first episode because what it does, this is this is the context. I'll put it in without trying to talk too long. But you kind of when she hits the scene, you know, she's Rosie O'Donnell. and You kind of go like, what is what does this character see in this other character? That's your first vibe. And, And they kind of present her initially too as being very annoying, trying a little too hard all things that I think Rosie O'Donnell can play up very well. Sure. Yeah. And that loud, she's got the whole Jersey thing going on and it's a very, everybody else is very California. So she sticks out in this way that you're kind of like, what in the hell? Yeah. And it feels it also feels a little, so much like stunt casting at first that you're like, ugh, but then you get to the scene in the restaurant, which is a couple scenes later, a few scenes later. And the conversation between the two characters, there's something about the dialogue and the way it's, 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 presented that you kind of go i totally get it yeah i totally get what she sees in this person Cool, and it has this really this 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 sweetness to it and also this humor to it yeah that's really lovely and again when you watch the whole episode you're not uh, don't expect to be pleased <laughs> <laughs> but i think you would be pleased with the with a moment here and a moment there and that was an interesting little takeaway was that there that they do i think that's a nice job and i, I i'll give you know, what to your point. Maybe that's in part because the performance is good. Yeah. You know, who knows? So, anyway, what are you watching?
1: How do you feel about M. Night Shyamalan in general?
0: You know how I feel, Corey.
1: Uh, positive. I don't like Very him. Very good. I
0: don't like him.
1: Well, I guess I could have guessed that. Then you're not going to like his latest film, Old. Uh, that's one of the movies I want to talk to you about. Um, old, I'm very pro-old. Old is a divisive movie. Old is a little bit ridiculous. Uh, it's heightened. It's uh, absurd. The premise, of course, is a bunch of people on uh, a beach find out that they are rapidly aging and they cannot escape the beach for some reason. I
0: hate it when that
1: happens. Uh, don't, don't you? I mean, I myself am only 14 years old <laughs> and got stuck on a beach that makes you old. Uh, for, you know, only a couple hours. I mean, what? where did time go? Anyway, um, there is something about this movie that uh, manages to transcend M. Night's worst tendencies as a screenwriter, which are, of course, kind of occasionally clunky dialogue and characterization that's uh, a little, uh, you know, iffy. Uh, his detractors will say that he um, doesn't know how to write dialogue for people that sounds like people talk and I would say that in his worst movies uh, like The Happening or something like that that's very apparent but there's something about old where it all comes together and I think it's because it's marvelously directed. The things that he does with the camera in this movie are really kind of unexpected mm. and, um, and really curious. The conceit too gives it a power um, that a lot of his other movies don't have. Um the ending's a little weak, I won't argue that. Um right. but it also doesn't feel like a movie that's building up to a twist only to, you know, disappoint you in the end. Um the, the the twist such as it is feels more like a revelation than something that turns the entire movie on its head. It's And 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 look, if that part's a little weak, the rest of the movie, and I'm talking about what feels like a sustained like 80 minutes or so in the middle of this thing that where the tension is just ramped up and there's shit happening all over this beach and you're just frantically cutting between these things and it's just unrelenting to match, you know, the absurdity of the premise. I mean, I think it's some of the best filmmaking in his career. Mm. Um so I love old. It's one of the best movies I've seen this summer. Wow! I know that that is
0: d- it's no that F-boy. is it's no fuck boy island. Corey. Well, uh,
1: if the fuck boys found themselves on the beach, that makes you old. <laughs> uh, maybe I'd watch Fuck Boy Island. That's um, a different.
0: That's a completely different episodic, yeah. but I like it. Yeah,
1: I, I mean that sounds pretty amazing. Now that I say that aloud, I know it's divisive. I know listeners who hear this who have seen old may be thinking, "What the hell is this guy? You know, thinking." Well, you know, welcome to the podcast. Um, it's just—it's a great movie. I thought I had—I had such a good time with it. Another movie I had such a good time with that is in a more somber register, though perhaps to some degree no less ludicrous, is the movie you're going to see this very evening. David Lowry's *The Green Knight*, um, yeah. based on the epic poem of Arthurian legend, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. This thing. It's my favorite movie of the year so far. I that's a predictable thing.
0: It's so predictable. That, for that it. I, It's so predictable. It's
1: it's a it's a an epic fantasy movie told with like a twenty four style, which means it's slow and contemplative and weird as hell, but it's gorgeous. Um, it's again marvelously directed. David Lowry is an excellent filmmaker, um, and it's so provocative and so. Um, so mysterious. I mean, it is the filmmaker who made a ghost story after all. So it's drawing from that playbook just as much as it's drawing from the playbook of something like Excalibur or something like that. Um, So think of it as a perfect melding of those two worlds. Um, You know, it, this too is a divisive movie. Um, as you will see for yourself soon enough um i look forward to our inevitable five minute fight on this you movie. Think, oh,
0: so you think i'm not going to like it
1: i don't think you're going to like it as much as i do okay um but that okay <laughs> I well think, i don't
0: it, like a ghost story as much as you do
1: yeah i i, I think it's fair to say that you don't like most things as much as i do <laughs> Well, so, that's, that's fair so um
0: that's
1: fair. you know i don't know i think you i think you will find value in it but but of course it is it's slow and thoughtful in ways that i think uh, mass audiences were not expecting or prepared for and anytime you you know jump dump something on them like that they're like nope don't want it don't get want it away that. get it away right um but for me it's just it's excellent i i love everything about it i can't wait to see it again
0: so let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you see how I'm still, I'm never uh, going to stop talking in F4. That's, speak.
1: that's totally fine.
0: Um, does M Knight have a annoying cameo? Yes. Oh, damn it. It's
1: actually, it's, it's actually not a terribly substantive role, but it's, you know, it's, it's fairly, it's significant to the Can plot.
0: He, he'll never stop. He'll, he'll, never, he'll stop. never stop. No, no, no. Um, and then one last question and we'll get out of what we're watching. And that is, have you seen that lamb trailer? Oh Yeah oh boy
1: that looks awesome go
0: stop what you're doing right now and watch the trailer for lamb and when you do that a24 logo at the beginning is fire
1: um are we are we are we looking at that to bring to the sidewalk cinema in the future perhaps
0: bet you know i've already requested it okay
1: all right i thought so
0: along with along with the net which i know you're
1: oh i'm so excited to see a net oh my god i'm so excited to see and
0: one more little you know if you're listening and you want to you're looking to kill time in some other way, watch the lamb trailer, and then do a quick search for Annette plus the, cu- the cut. What is this? And plus Adam Driver oh. cunnilingus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then don't do an image search. Um, <laughs> just to- <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, what could fav- go wrong my favorite thing ever is the cut saying you know here's the this, here's this step by step guide to everything you need to know about the oral sex scene and Annette Adam Driver's oral sex scene and then it goes on to say um, Adam Driver performing cunnilingus while dancing it's better in theory <laughs> than actual execution
1: <laughs> you don't say I feel like that goes without saying
0: <laughs> anyway That's what we're watching and reading and not watching. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to Side Talks for your own personal cinematic, Brittany and Jamie Lynn. Uh Uh-oh. Free Brittany, bitch.
1: They're not too pleased with one another at the moment, are they?
0: No. And if yeah. I were Britney, I wouldn't be pleased with Jamie Lynn either. I,
1: I don't know all the dirt, but I know that, that Jamie Lynn has kind of been a silent observer to her sister's mistreatment. Is that is that it's right? It's
0: silent, and it's also conveniently supportive and, you know, when it, w- sure, when it needs to when be. When need be, yeah. and then most of the time not. Just in general, let's face it, that family, including Jamie Lynn, has ridden Britney's back. To all kinds of success yeah. financially and otherwise. It's pretty awful. And their treatment. It's pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. So, free Britney. This is bullshit. But that's not why we're here right no. now. We're but, not, we, we are we are Britney supporters, but not Britney's legal team. So, um, we'll just thank Batwall Studios and get out of here.
1: And we'll say go to sidewalkfest.com for information about the Sidewalk Film Festival and all the stuff playing at the Sidewalk Cinema. That film festival, by the way, coming up soon. You can still get tickets and passes online. And also, visit us on social media at Sidewalk Film. Yeah. Bye.
0: Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.